to hair wrong. They're wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, do it like, like us. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 164. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, you been having anything interesting on the list this weekend? Yeah, I caught a, I caught a couple good things, right? Okay. I caught... um. I caught the, the, the new Masters Universe show that all the hubbub was about. Nice, nice. <clears throat> and I would give that shit like a five and a half out of ten. You know what I mean? Like, the animation is fire. Uh, Voice acting is overall really good. They had some fucking amazing... uh, Tony Todd was in it as Scareglow. I like Tony Todd. Mark Hamill played um, uh, 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 Skeletor. Um, I I don't remember the dude who played He-Man, but he was pretty good. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar played Tila. Hey! Um, (laughs) I remember her from back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Didrik Bader plays King Randor. So it, it it's got a lot of really really dope voice actors in there. I'm um, Justin Long plays Roboto. I love. Um, I'm a big fan of Justin Long. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He did a great job in that one, in this one. Um, um and yeah, it was it was it was. But the story was bad, man. The story okay. was the story was like it was it, it was problematic, right? The main thing. My main problem with it was like I don't really care about all the bait and switch or yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, because yeah. I didn't have any pre pre existing expectations of it, mm-hmm. and I'm not connected to the source material like that. So I was able to just enjoy it with like a, a fresh slate or try to enjoy it with a fresh slate. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the entire thing is built on the fact that um oh spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet um uh in episode one He Man dies at the end of episode one and. What, uh, basically, the, the episode one starts with um, Skeletor finally taking over Castle Grayskull. Okay. He finally succeeds in taking it over, and what he really wants was not the castle itself, but what's beneath it, which castles, is, yeah, yeah. Um, it contains this orb, which is all the magic in Eternia. Oh, shit. So he he was he tried to, to um, take over this thing, and during the fight, he ends up smashing it, which is going to cause an explosion. It's going to destroy everything. So um, the I sorceress, can't have it. nobody can. Have kind it. of, yeah, yeah. So the the sorceress slows down time and lets He Man know, yo, He Man, shit's about to get real, bro. We got to do something. And then He Man's like, all right, well, I can split the sword apart because it turns out the the sword that allows him to transform into He Man is actually a conduit for all the magic that flows to Returnia through that orb. Oh. So he was like, she, you can contain the explosion by separating the sword into two different pieces. And but he would be the, it would be channeled through him at that point and then would kill him. So and my man's like, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. So, you know, he, he does it and then he dies. And that's when Tila finds out that that he's he man and she is butt hurt for the rest of the series. bro. Really? Never gets over that shit ever. Like, right. and it, it, it's it's one of those things that it makes her look so dumb because it's like. Like, imagine if you were best friends with Clark Kent, mm-hmm. right? And then one day you found out that Superman died saving the world. And you also incidentally find out that Superman was Clark Kent. Would you be mad oh, at... Oh, if Lois was, like, always mad at... Not Lois. Yeah. Lois doesn't count because they were in a relationship together. He's okay. not in a relationship with Tila. They okay. were just okay. friends. Okay, I mean... The reason I, why I, I say that though, is yes. that... The reason why I say make mm-hmm. the differentiation because I can understand um, a significant other feeling that trust Life. being violated yeah. a little bit more. So if they had that kind of relationship, I would give her that. I, I would give her that. 
but they didn't. You were just best friends, which is not to discount your 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 friendship mm-hmm. with like your regular friends, but it ain't about you. It's like it's a state secret, yeah. bro. He's a prince who's also a superhero. Like you're yeah, just on the, top that, of it, it's a state secret, not yeah, even a personal it, it, secret. Really, yeah. It's like, bro, it's not about you. But she I gets, can see how that makes her seem super immature to hold bruh, on to that. So yeah, pretty much immediately after that happens, um, when Man at Arms is explaining this to the king, she just like while the king is in mourning and shit, she just is like, "You're all, I can't believe you all lied to me." Takes off her um fucking tiara, tiara throws it on the ground, and walks out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But the rest of the the series plays out kind of cool. Ends up um, Evelyn uh, uh has Tila go retrieve something from castle grayskull a chalice which ends up being the head to um what's his name skeletor's staff Mm -hmm. and they're like uh basically this there's only a smidgen of magic left that's keeping all of eternia alive so if they can reunite the sword and channel it through the last bit of magic that's left then they can revive the whole thing so that's what they have to go on a quest for so it's um yeah so they go out on their little adventure and shit and it it most of it plays out pretty cool, right? And they troll you super hard the whole time because in the first two minutes of the show, like he, they'll show like a flashback with He Man and Tila, and then you know, and then that's it. You never see him again. So you know, they eventually go through their adventure. They go through. They got to go through one of the pieces went to Subternia, which is their land of the dead, and the other one went to Preternia, which is their heaven. So they do their quest, go to Subternia. They got to battle Scareglow in order to get the shadow piece back. That was, that was a pretty cool one. Um, shout out, to, shout out to Orko. Like people were mad that yeah. Orko got killed. Oh, um, but I thought his, uh, I thought his story arc was fucking amazing. Right. Cause mm. with Orko, he's also magic. And because all magic is leaving from Eternia, he's also like hella weak. Yeah. And Orko also had a thing where he was, he never really believed in himself because yeah, he mm-hmm. was he always felt like he was less than. So he was, you know, he's mm-hmm. kind of beating himself up the whole time. And oh fucking, I forgot Lena Headey. And oh, fucking wow. Liam Cunningham. Lena Le- Le- um Lena Headey plays uh Eva Lynn. Okay. And Liam Cunningham plays Man at Arms. Liam Cunningham is um uh 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 buddy from Game of Thrones who who's uh with the missing arm. With the missing hand, Jamie Lannister. No, that's not him. Not Lannister, man. Damn it. Let me. Uh, it's easier to just look. Oh, uh, the Onion Knight. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, him. Jeez, that, how can I not? I, I, wow, this is one of my favorite characters. It shows Same, how long man, I, I can't I've remember his name away from, from Game of Thrones. The Onion Knight. Uh, jeez, but I'll, I'll remember it later. Yeah. But he was super dope. In he was Stannis's right hand man. There, we, that's him right there. Stannis's right hand man. Uh, Jeezer. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember his name. He was one of the only redeeming factors of those last couple oh, uh, he's seasons. He's a great actor. But yeah, um, okay. So he played Man at Arms? Yes, he played Man at Arms. And so it's they not go. Davos. Uh, yeah, I think you Is might that be his right. Davos? I think you might be right there. Uh, Sir Davos, I believe. Sir Davos, yeah. Sir yeah. Davos the Onion Knight. Okay, whoo. Yeah. Man, man, if I didn't remember that, I would have fucking kicked myself <laughs> in the back, man, because. As much as I might dislike the uh, the shows, the books are still really quality, and I, I would hate to 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 lose track of that. Even though, geez, man, and there's getting... still a handful of good characterizations towards the 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 later latter part of the sh- the, the series. I mean, a lot of the characters ended up going to shit, but yeah. some of them still remain kind of strong. Yeah, um, such a sad sad story. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it relates completely to this. Yes, one. it does. It does. <laughs> But, um, Wasted potential. So, would you say that it was the 
was it the overall storyline that you felt was weak or was it the character development that you thought was weak? character development okay. another good example of that is evil lynn like it's still tying with the oracle orco thing um orco ends up supp- sir um getting over his his inferiority complex yeah. and sacrifices himself to save the group and that's how they end up in in preternia so that was he has a super good arc in the story and evil lynn started to have a good arc in the story in the beginning of the story after skeletor is defeated she's working with um tila to save the universe and at that point she's lecturing tila about how she shouldn't go after dangerous men because whatever whatever and they they sap you from achieving your true potential because Mm -hmm. the entire time she was just um instead of achieving her dreams she was just um helping skeletor achieve his she literally the words came out of her mouth and then she now, did that. <laughs> exactly. As soon as the series ends, they get the second piece. They go to heaven. They find Adam. And this bitch is still mad at Adam when she gets to heaven, bro. She's still, she's there with the dead nigga. Talk about some, oh, because I didn't know your secret. I didn't really get to mourn you. And I'm like, bitch, well, like. That was your choice. <laughs> you, you feel <laughs> You chose to be in your feelings. The, exactly. You chose to be mad instead of like, you know what I'm saying. And, and that's not to say. And, I, and, and just as an aside, I don't, I don't make those uh, assessments of behaviors in the attempt to make irrelevant those feelings. But you can have feelings, but still have control over your actions. Yep. You can be angry and still choose to love and still choose mm-hmm. to care and still choose to show the better side of yourself. That's why I, I understand why she might have been upset. I think it was immature same. and silly. Same. You know, it was just not. Like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I understand. Yeah, of course, your friend had a big secret that they didn't tell you about. Totally understand. But all that pales into the comparison to the yeah. fact that he was the savior of the universe. The only reason why you're alive right now to be able to complain about this is because of him. So and your feelings are more important than the universe. Any gratitude for that. <laughs> so it was like. So anyway, they end up in heaven. They um reforge the sword. They mm-hmm. go back to regular. Um, they go back to Eternia, and right as um Adam is about to power up and become uh, uh he man again. But right before that, there, something's very important. Before this nigga leaves, all the other champions in Eternia tell him, "Hey." This is your reward for being a champion. If you go back, when you die, you're just going to go back to dust. You feel me? Like, you won't be able oh, to come back Oh, you got your reward already, yeah. Yes. So he was like, I understand, but, you know, it's my duty. I got to go back. I'm the champion. I got to go save the world, right? So a man gets back, reunites the sword, brings magic back to eternity. He's saying that he raises the sword. I have the pop. Stab. Immediately. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, uh, um, as soon as the magic is restored, you find out that Skeletor hit himself in um, Evil Lynn's staff. And then as soon as magic is restored, he restores himself. And he does what we all say that villains should do, which is to stab the hero before they transform, right? Yeah. So he kills Adam and he takes the sword and he powers up and he becomes like champion Skeletor. And then he says, yo, Evil Lynn, what's up, bro? You go come stand on my side. And she was like, well, I was starting to like you guys and immediately walks over to him. And I'm like, yo, you just threw her entire character development away. Like, yeah, what was the <laughs> saying all that shit to them. If she's if saying all that shit to, to, to Tila. She was just immediately going to turn around and go back to Skeletor as soon as the opportunity presented itself. Yeah, I can see how that falls flat. So, yeah. So other than the, other than the, the characterization problems, it looks really pretty. It flows really well. The action's great. And voice acting is pretty strong. So. Yeah, it, it's. So usually when I'm scoring things, it's like story is probably the most impactful part. Like everything else in a 10 point scale is probably worth one point plus or minus. But story is probably worth three points. You know what I mean? And it 
And so, yeah, to get the full three points, your character's got to hit, your story arc's got to hit, mm-hmm. and you got to land the, the ending. The ending, yep. Those, if you, those are the three story points that, that, that come together for that part of the score for me. So, yeah, I would definitely dock heavily if, if story, because if, characters could lead to, bad characterization could lead to bad arcs. Yep. You know what I mean? You might Absolutely. even still stick to ending, but those two, you're still going to lose most points. Which is exactly what happened, because I thought the ending was great. I thought the idea of the bad guy finally winning, I thought that was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... And he looks super dope too when he when he's in like his champion form. He looks super awesome. And yeah, shout out to Skeletor, my man. You got it done. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Loki who killed Thor. <laughs> you feel me? And the other thing I saw was um a complete departure, which is have you ever seen the the Kingdom series on Netflix? It's a Korean like period yes, piece I zombie love drama. The Kingdom series, yes, very much awesome. Then, so wait, wait, is it Korean or Chinese? Korean. Okay, because <clears throat> there's two of them. There's the the War of the Three Kingdoms. Oh, yeah, there is two of romancing them. the there Three is. Kingdoms, and then there's the Kingdoms, which is a Korean counterpart. Which yeah, I, I shouldn't say that because it's about Korean history, not Chinese history. But yeah, this one was a movie that, according to the internet, is a sidequel of uh, of that of the Kingdom series. Okay, there's so a, it's a it's parallel to it. Yes, there's okay. a character introduced at the end of the second season, I, uh, by the name of Ashen, and this is her story. Oh, and it's like an hour and a half movie, and it was dope. Okay, right? it, I'm a fuck we went with that from heavy. like whack uh, uh, whack female lead to awesome female lead. I love dynamism, bro. <laughs> Growth is a is a two points. <laughs> so, um, but that I meant the comparison between um He Man and this. Oh, one. okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, she was awesome all the way through. She like she was a super great character. She Ashen is the she is the daughter of a butcher who lives in a what they call a boundary village, which is caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Um, hard place being like the kingdom of Joseon on the southern end, the southern end, and in the north is like across the river is a group of marauders. I don't remember what their their faction is called, but they're like a bunch of marauders, and they they reiterate many times yo they're trained they receive martial training from the time that they're infants, you know, yeah. so so they're not to be fucked with. So in the beginning of the movie, they let you know right away there's a plant that turns things into zombies. Ooh. Right? The movie opens with a deer eating this plant, turning into a zombie, and then walking into a forest, and a tiger eats that deer. And then, and then now you got a zombie tiger in the forest. So what, what ends up happening is uh, the primary conflict is there's um, 15 of these marauders end up getting killed on this mountain. And on this mountain, the, the kingdom of Joe's son has laid claim over it. Because of the, I assume the, the zombie plant and the special ginseng are the same thing. Okay. I just don't know what ginseng look like, so I can't. It's um, a root. It looks like, um, oh, I was going to say it looks like turmeric, but you probably don't know what turmeric looks <laughs> <is> like. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't ground up in the spice already. Have you ever seen mandrake know. root? Nope. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From like illustrations it, and shit? Yeah, from yeah, illustrations. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what ginseng looks like. Oh, yeah. That's not what it looked like then. It would look, it would, there was some weird little flower thing. But, um, oh, yeah. No, ginseng's a root. It's under the ground. They, um, this ashen, her mom is also like, deathly sick right so she's going up onto the mountain uh, even though the mountain is is cordoned off you're not allowed to go there you for a penalty of death and common punishment is have your tongue cut out if you get caught on the mountain you know what it probably is the same plant the flower part is the top the the ginseng uh, is the is or the part that looks like ginseng is the root and it's the same plant but if you eat the flower you turn into a zombie if yeah. you eat the root you get powers oh, that's kind of gangster <laughs> that may that, that it's it's actually it's hyperbolic to a lot of plants in in nature that had the flowers have certain properties and the roots have different properties, like completely different properties. But yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but 15 of these marauders get killed on the mountain. Mm. And then you have this general from the kingdom of Jensung who goes to 
in, investigated. And he finds something that leads him to one of the generals in his camp. And you find out that dude is like, he's like a noble that was shitty in war and they kicked him out. And because he's a noble, they just sent him to a backwater post yeah. rather than like killing him or, you know, doing what they normally would do yeah. to a soldier. So he basically was like, yo, fucking, you can't do that shit. You could have just, um, you could have just like uh, tried, you could have just uh, arrested them and tried them yeah. rather than kill them on the mountain. Because at the time in the story, the kingdom of Joseon is under threat of a Japanese invasion. Mm. So they're like Japanese invasion from the south and marauders from the north. We will get wiped yeah. out. So we can't have that. It's a pincer. So my man goes to the, the border village and enlists the aid of, um, of Ashen's dad to go spread the rumor that, yo, it was a tiger that killed these people. It was a tiger that killed them. And they organized the tiger hunt to go look for him. Mm. Now, at the same time, the Marauders, they had their own people sneak into the Tiger Hut to confirm for themselves. So they once they eventually killed the Tiger, um, the general was able to was settle it with the Marauders. Tiger? Yes. Okay. Once they once they killed the zombie tiger, even though he did make up the lie that it was a tiger that killed him, um, he was able to settle shit with the Marauders. And later on that night, um, what's your name? When Ashton's mom took a turn for the worse, she headed up in the mountain. She was like, fuck that. Uh, I'm going to get this route because her dad, she had told her dad about it earlier. Like dad, I found this plant brings people mm -hmm. back to life. He was like, that's a fairy tale. Fucking focus on the shit you're supposed to be doing. Like, don't do none of that. And, but she was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to say my mom goes up on the mountain to try to get the route. Mm -hmm. When she comes back, her village is being raised or vi her village has been raised. People are being, people have been hung from posts and shit. And she's just like, she's the last survivor of her village at this point. So she goes back to Junsung or to the commander dude that she saw work with her dad, she was like, yo, I'll be a butcher. I'll be your spy. I don't give a fuck, but help me get revenge on these dudes from my village. <laughs> I don't care if it takes a year. I don't care if it takes five years. I don't care if it takes 10 years. And this nigga feeling guilty, he like got to replace the saying uh, like a pigsty. So it does this cool little, um, little montage where she ages up to um, adult age. And at this point, the, the the peace treaty that they had with Japan, Japan's like, ah, we're not signing that shit. War, nigga. So, War. <laughs> so the, the commander dude is like, yo, um, situation is wild tenable right now. I need you to get me detailed information from inside the camp. Because usually what she does when she's spying is she just hangs out outside, makes like maps and diagrams, mm -hmm. troop movements, notations, shit like that. But the first time she goes inside and she's looking around, a guard kind of gets her trapped a little bit and she like, <clears throat> she hides in a building and she sees the guard, like, pull some dude by a chain out from underneath, like, I don't know, like a pigsty or something. And he's got this crazy big-ass wooden plaque around his neck. It's a stock, yeah. And fucking um, his legs are cut off. Ooh. So after the guard goes out, she gets a better look and she realizes it's her dad. And they've had wow. him here all this time torturing him. And the plaque says, like, um, this guy was a traitor to his village. Oh, man. And so, and he's just there, like kill me just kill me that once she finds his dad his dad literally says he just says kill me over and over again like to her yeah ouch like he's just been he's just suffering so much that that's it so she she eventually ends up it's it's, it's pretty they did a pretty good job because this was in the middle of the night when she went and she didn't leave until daybreak so when she was leaving away from that village like so she was basically there just like holding her dad just in that period of mourning until morning and boy when when Nick, when she leaves that village, she leaves that village a different person. Damn. So she sets the, the Marauder village on fire. 
fucking dips out and goes back. And as she's leaving, the Joseon commander dudes, he's taking the majority of his army out to war. And she notices that on the noble guy, she recognizes the fletching on his arrow is one of the same fletching that he saw on the marauder people. So this starts the wheels turning in her head. And she goes, kills a few guards and finds the, uh, I guess the diary. It's It's a scroll that he has with all the... The general has all the notations for us. He breaks into his office and finds the paper. notes to a criminal conspiracy? And, yep. He was like, yo, <laughs> I had to resolve the tenable situation. I had to make peace. So I blamed I blamed the killing of the marauders on the villagers. Which, oh. yeah, before... before which, he, which is just, that's a crazy lie because the marauders are probably way more capable than the villagers. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't but know how that flew. But it's the marauders, right? It's, it's one of those things where you can understand like tribal mentality where it's more so about getting satisfaction it's all about the get back yes it's not really like i don't need to get the right person i just need to get somebody has to pay yeah that's a that's a dangerous mentality and it's funny because like you see it like that's cross culture cross like every single human like civilization has had stories about the get back yo like once you cross certain lines bro like somebody's gotta pay for it yep and bro after that she does the most gangster shit ever, bro. She basically goes around and starts killing the soldiers and turning them into zombies and, like, starts hanging out on the roof and slowly murdering every single soldier in that camp. And it's like, yo, the way she goes about it is so fucking dope, man. And you can't help but feel like, yeah, like, you're completely on her side. So it's just like, yo, fuck them niggas up, for real. Well, that's the hallmark of a good revenge story <laughs> is when they get you rooting for the, the slaughter Absolutely. of the uh, You of don't the, feel no kind of mercy for these people that she's yeah. killing because you're like, bro, fuck you guys. Like, you, 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 you I mean, uh, I kind of understand in war times you got to make hard decisions. But at the same time, when you make hard decisions, you got to expect there to be consequences, consequences to come back they, to them. And, and that's, that's the thing that, that, that I always that I always bring to the table whenever I hear people trying to justify bad behavior. It's like, listen, I'm not here to debate why you did it. Mm. (laughs) I don't give a shit why you did it anymore. What you did happened, happened. And that is the only thing that we can solidify. Cause I can't sit here and pontificate about your fucking, your motivations. motivations. I'm not in your head, nigga. Yeah. Nah, B. All I know is that my my pops had his fucking legs cut off and he was crying for me to kill him. Yeah, All right, B. Dude. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever you hear someone say cool, cool, cool in three <laughs> times in succession, be prepared. Yo. That person is about to lose it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it was it was super dope. And the the crazy part about it is um in the in uh early in the movie when she first got to the to the to the soldier camp. Some of the dudes were like looking at her. It was like, "Yo, that's that girl from the village. She's the sole survivor. I heard she, bur- I heard she buried everybody in the village by herself. Like that was a sort of rumor swirling around. Come to find Sounds out, like she's the kind of person who would do it out of honor for her village. Absolutely. Come to find out, she didn't bury nobody. She turned them all into zombies and have them chained up in a shack in her house. And the last soldier that she killed, she fed them to the zombies. She was like, "Yo, I realized that I've been doing y'all wrong." I've just been feeding you um, deer and boar this whole time when you wanted something delicious. <laughs> and she just rolled the dude who, with the legs chopped off and just rolled him into the zombies. Nice. And she was just like, yo, as soon as I'm done killing every Joe Sung soldier and every one of those marauders, I'm coming to join you. And that's sort of like how the movie ends. Wow. So she turns herself into a zombie at the end? Uh, no, the movie ends before it gets. She just says that to them. Mm. But the movie ends with her engaging the marauder faction. 
But oh, so there's another like, movie. There's a sequel. They got to show that, right? It seems that way, but the way they're presenting it, it's complete suicide, right? Because the way the movie ends, it's like 12 Marauders and Horses, and it's just her standing there, like, looking badass. And she, like, draws an arrow and shoots. And that's how, as soon as she lets loose the arrow, it's like, face to black. So I'm like, damn, that sounds dope. But like, you're killing yourself. There's no way that's gonna work. I've seen you do like cool strategy before, and I know you're. I know you're so, a smart person. Some of the best revenge stories end up with the person being suicidal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's absolutely. I see how it, how it comes to that because you got to be suicidal when your vengeance yeah. requires you to kill that many people. Because also, a lot of times it's like those characters when they get to that point, they're empty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then she absolutely did not have anything. Other than the vengeance to fill that void, mm. she didn't know anyone else. And the, the only people she knew in the in in that series were fucking the dude who lied to her and got her dad killed, and the dude who was like fucking sneaking into her her her, her, her pigsty and raping her in a night. Damn. Ugh. Oh man, she did that nigga dirty, son. Good. Did that nigga dirty? It's, but she did everybody like dirty though. One thing I one thing I dislike is when someone makes a revenge movie. Where the vengeance never comes, yes, you know what I mean? Like when they go in and then they end up getting fucked up. And I'm just like, all right, now why were like, or, nah, or they that, end it's not up gratifying. <laughs> they end up dealing with the suffering for years, and then they're like, you know what? If I kill you, I'm just gonna end up. Oh, being forgiveness, like you. Like, nah, you said you earned this. Oh, how it go? You Betrayal will never be forgiven. Cormac, yo, that is fucking <laughs> yo. Cormac from D3 said that was that line by that voice actor was delivered. Perfect. I mean, like they should they should do a class on like yo the, the frame the structure of this scene right here when uh, in the catacombs in Diablo three when Cormac <laughs> gives that that line that shit perfect. Yeah, but yeah, betrayal will shit. never be forgiven Hell ever. Man. There's certain violations though that like nah. Oh yeah, you well, sacrificed my whole village, man. Yeah, and and, and it's mm-hmm. it's proportional. If your violation is a permanent one, like okay. If you steal a material object from me, that's a certain type of violation. I don't know if I'm going to go up to the to the but when your violation leaves permanent emotional physical scars on a person, all right, B, you've just upped the ante. And yeah. now I'm going to reserve my right to escalate because you yeah. took it someplace. He literally altered the course of her life and everybody else is in her village with with that decision, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, uh, Yo, uh, Kingdom, Ashen of the, the North, back. <laughs> awesome. Love that movie. Even it's though shit. I just ruined it for everybody because I told you pretty much the whole story. But it's still better to you watch. You gotta watch it's it, awesome. but that, that one seems like it's visually striking. It is. Like, all of those scenes are scenes it's, I want to watch. super good, man. The scene with the tiger, that tiger was out of control. Tiger Bro, I'm sorry you didn't... You, I, I, it would have been cool if Tiger Bro was the real monster in, mm-hmm. in the series, but... He went out pretty early because the zombie tiger is pretty lit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a zombie tiger. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that speaking of zombie tigers, there's some new trailers. Have you seen the um the, the thieves? The Army of Thieves. The new trailer for Army of Thieves is no? out. What's that? Uh, it's the prequel to uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, oh, the one okay. that's direct oh, yes, featuring yes. Dieter. Because that one did have the the the, the zombie yeah, lion in it, like, or the zombie tiger. tiger sorry, yeah. Zombie tiger, absolutely. They evaded the fuck out of that thing. They did not right, want to. Right, good it. choice. The one dude that did get caught by that tiger got destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, okay. That tiger so was like manhandling that dude. Army of Thieves. That's that. That's looking tight. Yeah, that. that or I'm sounding tight. I haven't seen cool. the the uh and the preview um, yet. what's her name? Natalie Emmanuel, also another Game of Thrones is in there. Um. Uh. Uh, oh, Natalie Emmanuel. Who did she play? I only remember Amelia Clark. The, 
Amelia Clark's right hand. That's who. Oh, oh, uh, Masande. Yes, Masande. Oh man, she she's was great. She's <laughs> the female lead in that. Along, she's the one who recruits Dieter to come rob these these. Okay, um, okay. Rob these, I'm, I'm always I'm up for a good uh, a good a good um, heist movie. Yeah, so I'm, that, it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. So uh, that one's I'm called uh, what, Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. Okay. And that that one the, the trailer is out now. Apparently, apparently, did you know it was Comic Con week? No, oh no! Wow, I'm really exactly. surprised. I found because out I like this morning. Follow, I follow a significant <laughs> amount of people who are into that, and nobody's posted anything really. Yeah, it's it's. I've like, been seeing uh, Rolling Loud shit. Yo, that I shit guess, is super spreader event, my nigga. Yo, these <laughs> niggas is all packed on top of each other, and I'm like, yo, are they shit. not literally telling everyone that the cases are going up? Whether you believe it or not, wouldn't you want to be cautious? Mm-mm. No? If you're a cautious person, yes. Gotcha. These are clearly not cautious people. They like they 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 listen to the baby and NBA young boy. These are not people who are known for caution. And also, yeah, unfortunately, like American people aren't really used to being that restricted. You feel me? So the minute you gave them any chance to be free again, of course they're gonna. Yeah, but I'm just right like, oh, but it's it. the unvaccinated people that are the problem. Even though we know that the Delta uh, variant is transmissible, even to vaccinated people, let's just go ahead and pile them all up. on top of each other, right? Let's do that, right? Hey man, I'm so glad idea. I'm not a people person, bro. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't even like crowds and none of that shit. Bro. I've always been a social distancer. Yeah, real talk though because you know what the funny part is i'm so glad you said that because when they announced like you have to stay six feet away from people in public i'm like why are people more than six that was feet my first close question to each other like, in public Yo, in the first place what the like fuck? what okay i can do this this is this is my life i, I don't like, get bro, close I'm to people never that close to anybody anyway bro i don't like people in my bubble and you know i i raised i was raised in several pretty hood neighborhoods you just don't want people that close to you. People will touch you, grab you, pickpocket you. Like, <laughs> come on. Why are you want people that close to you just rubbing up and bumping on you tooth to really? jowl? Shit's like, weird. I remember people, remember back in high school. My but that's why I love mosh pits because the one time in public <laughs> where I'm like, all right, cool, let's all jump on top of each other. But I don't want to do that on a regular those. basis. I want to do that once every six months in a concert setting. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that yeah. shit every day. People are weird that way, though. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Back to who, uh, the task at hand. Um, what were you? What were you talking about? No, I was just. Thought, I just thought the there's some cool trailers oh, yeah. out because of Comic Con. We talked about Dune. I think. Dune. Yo, there's a new Dune. There's like a trailer. three minute trailer for Dune yeah. that I saw. That bro, I'm just that really scared about the story that they're going to tell because the 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 real draw of Dune is the complexity of the the character interactions, the scope of the the history that the book covers, and I'm not to say that I'm not absolutely like engrossed by what they're showing. I just don't know if I'm going to get the Dune story. We're going to get a probably a, a short uh, like move or a, a microcosm of the Dune universe mm-hmm. that focuses on the Atreides uh, Harkonnis war. Yeah, that definitely so seems like that, what that, which is fine by me. You know over. what I mean? I I I'm a big fan of the saga. So they could they could do it any either way really, and I would be pretty happy. I just hope that they don't change too much of the story to make it self-contained. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you when you zoom in on a little spot, you lose a lot of context, and without that context, 
the things that happen in that little spot might not make any sense to you. And so that is what I'm kind of worried about, but I'm still amped. I'm just trying to modulate my expectations so that I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't want the the disappointment to be too big. <laughs> but yeah, no, Dune looked amazing. Yeah, um, looks super there's good. another trailer that came up that I dang, I didn't write it down, I forgot. But yeah, there's there there were some trailers that came out that were uh definitely bangers. Yeah, I saw some pretty good ones. I also heard that um did you hear that Michael B. Jordan is working on a a, a Valzod Superman? Yes, I did hear about that. I did hear about that. That's bro. I hope that's great, man. Apparently, oh man, and he's producing it. Yeah, like, his production com- company yeah. Outlier Society is working on it, mm-hmm. and he hasn't decided whether or not he's gonna be the lead yet. So, bro, do your thing. And also, <sighs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited to see that too. And also on the other side, DC is also well. That this is for HBO Max. It's, yeah, yeah, this is for HBO Max that he's doing Ooh, it. That Black Adam is looking <laughs> crazy. Yo, I, I have Rock, The Rock on my Instagram, and he's been showing like little teasers and shit from oh, like he looks the set. Amazing as Black Adam. So, bro, I can't wait to see that shit come out. Yeah, but there's also doing another. Um, they're also doing another Black Superman that's being written by Tennessee Coates, and from the oh. um uh. J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, they're producing a Superman movie for Warner Brothers. And it's expected okay. to follow Black Clark Kent. I mean, uh, I'm not really excited like about universe? that. I'm not sure how they're doing it. That's all the information they really have on it right now. Yeah, I'm not... Too, I'm not that, that doesn't really strike me as too interesting, honestly, unless... The only something. reason why is because it's Tanahasi Coates that's writing it. Yes, and he's a great writer. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He, he's definitely someone that you can trust. So even, even if this movie... It's weird. I feel like it'll still be pretty strong because he, yeah, he has a hand it'll, in it. I think that despite exactly. whatever reservations <laughs> I have about about the the uh, the co-opting of the swapping? Superman, yeah, yeah, the co-opting of the Superman identity, and then just like kind of shoehorning the 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 racial aspect into it. I do have reservations about that. I I'm do have same. zero reservations about Tanahasi Kosen. That's um, the balancing usually, factor for me. Yeah, I usually and and I'm like seventy five percent on J.J. Abrams. Because J.J. Yeah. Abrams his was involved stuff with was Lost, a lot so he has definitely um, shown that he can break his lankle on the landing and not not <laughs> land it. He has he has definitely shown to fail landings before. So will in, and also he was involved in in the more contemporary Star Wars yeah. also failures. But that's not to say I mean, that that's J.J. Not J.J. Abrams his fault though because he started off strong. And that's my yeah. He started off strong, yes. and Ryan Johnson was just like, "Yeah, all that shit you were setting up, actually, fuck all that, bro." And Force Awakens was actually good. Fuck I what you heard. It. I don't care what any like. I, my opinion is that Force Awakens is good. You know what I mean? Because I know yeah. a lot of people shit on it. Um, but it wasn't to, until the latter two in that trilogy that I really kind of like fell away from what they were doing. But um, nonetheless, yeah. So J.J. Abrams, yeah, that's why I'm kind of seventy five percent on him. But um, yeah, put all of that together, and I'm still positive on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they broke even. Yeah, Tennessee is the only thing that's saving it for you, nigga. So don't fuck that up. Oh yeah. If he walks, then. Oh. And honestly, I think Tanahasi Coates as has enough clout to where if they try to fuck with his vision, he He's can walk, walk away. For sure. He can Absolutely. walk away easily. Absolutely. I mean, my man is the <clears throat> dean of journalism at the school of journalism in Howard. Like that man has oh, plenty yeah. of other shit to do on his time. <laughs> he does not have to do this with you. <laughs> me, my man's got a Black Panther comic book run. Feel yeah, me? and a Captain you America. A you know he writes Captain America. He's finishing his run on Cap- Captain America yeah. now. You know, like Tanahasi Coates. He good. He's, He's good doing y'all a favor. Yeah, Don't exactly. fuck it up. He's doing you a favor, <laughs> you know, doing stuff with DC when he's already so in bed with Marvel. Don't fuck it up. But yeah, man. Speaking of that, uh, I caught Black Widow. Nice. How was that? Um, as I want to give it two scores. Okay. It got an 
eight out of ten as a movie. Awesome. It's pretty good. As a Marvel production, it gets a five. Ooh. As a Marvel production, it okay. And I'm just gonna start out with 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 my gripes because my gripes are very particular, and they don't encompass the whole movie. Okay. okay? So uh, my first gripe was the uh, the opening music is Trash League. <laughs> It is the worst opening music now that I've heard. Now I gotta find it to listen to it. It's it's terrible. It is one of my favorite songs. Smells like Teen Spirit, and this is not mm. me not wanting it to change. I love oh, remixes. I love remixes. Love renditions. I listen to a lot of renditions of Smells Like Teen Spirit, but it was a slowed down all girl version of the song, and it was bad, bad. It was super bad, bro. Like it was trash. So there was that. Um. Then there was, I don't know why they would choose this particular feature to add to Red uh, uh, Red Guardian's uh, character design, but not only did they add it, but they prominently featured it not only in the previews, but in the movie. And mm-hmm. he has these knuckle tattoos that say Karl Marx. And I'm just like, <laughs> if you motherfuckers don't stop with this Red Scare propaganda bullshit, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. This is not what Kevin Feige is, is, or what I know Kevin Feige to be doing, you know, with his movies. And it is, like, it was one thing to to put it on there just as a feature, but to have as prominently show it as they did, to kind of push a point, to associate Karl Marx with the Red Room, just makes it fucking, oh, it's so frustrating <laughs> and stupid. It's like, dude, Americans are not smart enough to see the nuance in something like that. Because I can imagine they had, they might have some nuanced reason as to why they did that. Americans don't have enough understanding of history and culture to 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 see that and not just absorb the association with Karl Marx and evil Russians. And Karl Marx wasn't even Russian; he was German. And if you wanted to put socialist uh, 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 Russian leaders as his ideologues, there's Stalin, Trotsky, Lenin. I mean, there is so many. Pe- People that they could have used to letters, idolize, they, they did not need to use Karl Marx. It was just, it's ahistoric, it was stupid, it didn't fit the character, and it was unnecessary for them to highlight it. You know what I mean? If they didn't highlight it, I might have been a little bit more permissive of it, but it's the fact that they highlighted it means they're pushing the propaganda. You know what I mean? And I hate that shit. That's not what these movies are for, I don't think. Or they shouldn't be, in my opinion, for what I like them for. They okay. shouldn't be used as propaganda engines. You know what I mean? And then, once, th- this is by far, Far like, and I've made this 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 critique of a lot of uh, Marvel IPs since Infinity War, but the use of Taskmaster was so fucking <laughs> stupid and useless. It was so stupid and useless. They took Taskmaster yes, from yes. a Deathstroke level assassin, amazing fucking uh, character to a fucking mind controlled cyborg daughter of the bad guy. Also mute. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous and unnecessary. Just make a new character for fuck's sake. Just make a new character. Stop ruining. Because the thing is, is that it's so obviously clickbait. You can make, you can call that character whatever the fuck you want. And even if Taskmaster would have fit the design of the character that you were making, then you can, I can understand why you would use the name. But there was literally no tie between that character and that name. Mm -hmm. Literally no tie. They made the power of mimicry into the, uh, it's part of the cyborg analysis in her shit. It was so fucking dumb. It was bad. And then on top of that, they didn't even have a good, like, 
the fights weren't good with Taskmaster. There were good oh, fights, okay. just not the ones with Taskmaster. The ones with that Taskmaster sucks. were fucking terrible. Those were the most so important ridiculous. ones. <clears throat> and those were the most important ones. So they misused the IP and then didn't actually put any decent like action in there with it. I was like, now, <laughs> the fights between uh, uh, Ileana and, and Natasha... My G. <laughs> I'm talking about born identity level spy espionage fights, my nigga. Nice. Brutal. Just nice. really, really good. Natasha and oh my goodness. The, uh what is the act Miss Puff? I don't know her first Florence name. Florence Pugh. Florence is it Pugh? It's not Pugh. P U G H? Yeah, uh, okay. I I've actually seen that name pronounced Puff before, but yeah, Pew, Florence Pew. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, her performance was so good. That's what I hear. It was I so hear good. She's being hella lauded for oh, that movie. Oh my gosh. I, I, they totally sold me if she's the new, if she becomes like White Widow or something. Yeah. I am totally sold. I want to see movies with her in it. 1000%. I mean, not to, apparently the, the Marvel team also fell in love with her too. Oh dude, you can't not fall in love with that performance. <laughs> like, I'm dead ass. Like I would tell you to watch the movie this just with so her you pockets. can familiarize I, yourself with her. Yes. The pocket scene was amazing. <laughs> With a pocket and the scenes where she's constantly telling her to stop fucking posing. Stop being a poser. Stop being a poser, dog. Oh, it's so good. I love that. That's it was funny. So good. Like you're such a poser. Dude, that movie and okay, dude. I gotta say, man. And and so this 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 is part of what I mean. Like this is the meat of the movie, honestly. Is this the 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 spy family storyline? Holy shit, dude. Had me and Carolina at several points like, why am I feeling so much right now in this movie? <laughs> it's so good. It's so well done. Like it had me questioning like, why is it so emotional? But not in the way like you're upset about it. It's just right. like I didn't expect this at all. Yeah. I did not expect to fall in love with this family of people who literally started the movies having zero feelings, and <laughs> in the course of the movie, you see them grow together. And oh my goodness, there's this amazing running gag in the movie where Red Guardian is trying to learn to express himself to these girls who now hate him, but who he had grown to love through raising them. And I don't want to just spoil the whole dynamic of that relationship, just watch the movie, but he keeps on trying to express it to them, and there's always something happening. Like, like he wakes up and they're in the middle of a secret mission and they've distributed earpieces to everyone. And so he takes a moment when he wakes up because he's like, no, I need to take this opportunity to talk to Natasha and explain to her my feelings. And so he reaches to his ear and he's like, starts talking, explaining. And she's like, I didn't have enough earpieces for you. <laughs> <laughs> and my nigga, the, and, and it was so beautifully done because it gave, it gave the viewer the exposition they needed but also didn't ruin the dynamic between the characters. Ah, oh, so many. That's what I'm saying. Like, the movie was amazing. Nice. Despite a few personal hangups I have about it. You know what I mean? But as a Marvel production, the misuse... The reason why I rate it so low as a Marvel production is the misuse of the Marvel IPs. You just can't keep doing this. And I'm not... And, and that will cause me not to go back to this movie. Friendly. It's the fact that it's Justice just... Justice for Anthony Masters. Wrong. It's just wrong the way that they're using this as 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 pure clickbait because it's like if you if you heard Taskmaster was in this movie and are a fan of Taskmaster, which I know his probably doesn't have the hugest fandom, but oh, he'd be pretty should. Yeah, Taskmaster has been he's pretty very popular. prominent recently. Yeah. He's in Marvel's Capcom two. He's oh, in is he? a bunch. Okay. Yeah, so he's boom. in a bunch of the Avengers. If you came cartoons. to this wanting to get more of Taskmaster, 
you do not like this movie. <laughs> you will not like this movie. Yeah, he's played by Steve Bloom too in 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 a lot of his iterations. Yeah, and 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 it's not even I'm not even mad they made it a a, a girl, a woman, a female. I'm not I don't care about that. It's just It's the, not Tony Masters, bro. It's not the character. It has nothing to do with the character. It's not even vaguely associated. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Don't even have photoreflective memories, bro. What's that weird program? It's not the same thing. It's so stupid. It's so un- and it wasn't necessary. It was completely unnecessary. Yeah, because you guys, not only do they have a lot of other characters that they could have made uh, the, her, the daughter, but they also, you could have just made a new character, dude. Well, they, I, 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 from what I, from what I'm gathering, is that they the same wanted character, not call her Taskmaster. Yeah, exactly. But there's a, there's a, there, there's a, a, a little spoiler I'm gonna give, and it's I, Natasha obviously feels very bad about the girls in the red room because she is the only one who was able to make it out made the it red out. room and mm-hmm. because she made it out is what caused dark what's dragon off mm-hmm. to to institute the the draconic measures of control over the girls that he did so she felt sympathetic towards them for that and um and uh so they were trying to create a tie between taskmaster and 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 uh black widow that would create a dynamic outside of just a direct confrontation because the way they set it up is that nobody could fight taskmaster straight up like it's just not a thing like you're you're gonna lose type of thing <laughs> so she had to have an alternate way of of dealing with it okay but you didn't you still in my opinion didn't oh, need that. to do that <laughs> so she that was her more, emotions poorly done. which it's i mean yeah <laughs> It's just really hard to buy. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't well, that part wasn't particularly well done. So, um, but yeah, dude, gosh, there's a part, there's a part where, so there's Red Guardian and there was a scientist that uh, Dragunov used to raise the girls and hide them. Mm -hmm. And so they end up, you know, kind of creating a, a faux relationship sort of. And this was this was also part of the the huge feels is that Ilyana's character, once she was freed, could she kept holding on to those memories to, you know, as it was her life, you know? She has memories of a father. She has memories of a mother. You know what I mean? And so yeah. she still saw them in that light to some degree. And so when she reintroduces to them and sees, like, and they're describing, like, no, you were just a mission. Oh, my goodness, the heartbreak that she goes through. And then the, 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 the arc of the relationship for them to open up and say, you know what? I'm sorry. That was just, she just me being callous <laughs> and, and guarding my own feelings because uh, we really did have a lot of feelings for you. We, we did grow to love you girls type of thing. Um, and that they were also under his control they were under dragon control there was not much they could do in that and so um you know black widow hits her with the line with of i don't hate you you're just a coward and it's just god damn yeah. i was like Ugh. <laughs> but um that <laughs> arc was amazing but then uh natasha is having a moment with their with their adopted mother and uh she asks her she goes how did you manage to keep your heart through all of that training and all of that that we did to you you still managed to have a heart in the end even after you did all those brutal and terrible things you still grew to love people she was like they can only make you stronger they don't take things from you and i've always had a heart they never took my heart from me they only made me stronger and i was like damn you can't never take my heart bitch shout out to rachel weiss yo 
that shit was crazy, bro. I, I like there's so many great impactful moments like that throughout the movie. Um, so that, that's why I give it a very high score as a movie. Nice as a movie, solid eight. One of the one of the better action espionage movies that you'll see. Um, in the last, I'd say three or four years, actually. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm you know I still think you it's know born, the born arc those that born uh, trilogy is still one of my favorites, but um. This was a really great, great addition to that genre. And um, yeah, so Marvel's, I think Marvel stuck it as a movie, but not as a, as a steward of their own uh, properties. Properties, yeah. But yeah, all righty. So let's go ahead and hit on some topics. We'll move on from that. Yeah, there's been, yeah, uh, there's been a bunch of things coming across the feed that, are, that have been a bit distressing that I want to touch on. Um, so this one, this one is, is, is very telling because in this, age of pandemics and you know pharmaceutical malfeasance and all of that stuff uh we're starting to 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 run into issues of you know medicine production you know that was one of the big uh big revelations of of the pandemic was that oh we don't have control of our medical supply line when it comes to ppe to to vaccinations any any we have no control over that so that that being a very prevalent um theme throughout this this last year or so when i see that america like in our you know state uh in our country of america we have one major medicine producer one major factory that produces medicines that is now actually about to be offshored really says a lot to me it really says a lot to me that in this moment when the industry needs needs industry uh in uh uh saturation when it needs people to to engage in this industry american companies are choosing to leave that has i don't i have a hard time believing that that has strictly to do with profitability because the thing is, is that at this point, you can charge whatever you want. The government's paying for, for the vaccines and the government's paying for a lot of these medicines to, to bring them to market. So why would you offshore to India? There seems to be a reorganization of these global markets that is going to, to, to put the idea of, of nation states completely in, in the background. Because... If you are a country and you can't produce your food, you can't provide your citizens medical uh, uh, help without appealing to a foreign power, you're going to become a vassal state. That's what's happened. I mean, we see it all throughout the Caribbean. This is a very, very, you know, standard uh, imperialist measure that countries take. They invade you by becoming your main patron. You know, they take over your economy by providing all of the things that you should be producing to your, for yourself. And the fact that America is willing to give up all production of medicines in this country, like we'll develop medicines because, you know, there's the Bayer campus, there's the, the Pfizer campus that'll develop medicines. They can't mass produce medicines. So the fact that the last factory in America that's mass producing medicines is about to be offshored if you guys don't think that this isn't a concerted effort to to create an industry around fucking injecting you with shit, shit is wild. Because that doesn't make any sense. Owning a, a medicine-producing factory in America is profitable. Hugely profitable. 
Okay. Now you might have issues with obtaining like uh, raw materials, but you know, the government aids you in that. The government establishes those supply lines for you. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like that is an industry that is very much subsidized by the government. You know what I mean? So there's no reason why, why, and, and even if so, why would the government allow that to happen? Why wouldn't the government step in as the, as the, the buyer with the right of first refusal and buy that for the, for the, the state, for the country, because the government is complicit with this, with the, with the hollowing out of our economy. Intentionally weakening the infrastructure. They're absolutely intentionally, like you cannot give up your, 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 your production of medicine in a developed nation and then expect for the, the the medical system to be economically viable in the future. It's just in, in the capitalist paradigm, it won't work. And we're not going to get Medicare for all. They've, Biden has clearly said he will not provide universal medical uh, care for all Americans. He has said it. He said he don't believe in it. And so where does that leave us? You know what I mean? And and that's going to be the general theme for the rest of these, these, these stories is like, yo, Yo, this is the country in decline, man. And I don't know if there's another country in this world that is going to be able to establish any kind of reasonable world order. You know what I mean? Like, for what it's worth, I don't agree with the American world order, but it's a structure. And a structure is better than a lack of structure. And we we can do all we can to fight, amend, and change that structure. But the idea that we should just let everything descend into everyone fight for themselves is probably a bad idea. That's a step backwards in human history. You know what I mean? And I, and, it, and it's sad because I don't see how there's any way that the people could do anything about this because unfortunately most people, they have, they just don't, understand the power that they have in conglomeration with other people you know what i mean like the workers in that factory absolutely could have done something about that but i'm sure that most of them are just unfamiliar with the routes and methods in which they get not a lot of places have people like me who will walk into an ununionized factory and work and unionize it like a lot of people won't do that you know a lot of people don't have the 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 foresight to sit down and and take the time to talk out you know, talk to 150 people and find out, you know, where their head is at and, and, and educate them and give them the information that they need. You know what I mean? Just using that as a number, because most of the factories that I've, uh, or warehouses that I've, uh, helped unionize are, they range between like 70 into 150 people. And like, that's actually not an easy thing to do to coordinate all of those people, but it's a necessary thing to do. And so, yeah, you know, those are the kind of things that would have to happen to, insulate society from the malfeasance that sends their their valuable methods of production overseas but america don't got that man you know because you look over in like germany and france and the only reason why they haven't gone the way of that america does is because they have to balance the 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 best interest of the people in their constituency with what they're doing in america completely divorced they don't give a fuck how many people die. They literally, I mean, the last president literally said, I could shoot one of you motherfuckers in the street and I'd still be president. So, you know, the lack of, of any kind of uh, compunction towards the people 
is definitely a <clears throat> fundamental feature of the American government in a way that is un- fundamentally not practiced in any other country. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? Except in maybe too. like the it, it, Saudi Arabia, where there's just a king who cuts people's heads off. <laughs> like that, that's the, he cares maybe a little bit less about his people than than the American politicians because at least they pretend to have us vote. <laughs> UAE, they just like nah, fuck it, we just gonna kill you. We gonna melt you in a bad ass and go on with yourself. <laughs> like they don't give a shit. But yeah, that one that one was pretty distressing. Speaking of the Middle East, did you? This one was real fucking scary. So Dubai has pretty much unveiled their weather creation machine and has been artificially creating rain for the past months, <laughs> which is like absurd because that's a desert. That's a sen- like when you take water directly out of the air like that. That's water that was in transmigration mm-hmm. to a place where the water was supposed to naturally fall. Shout out to the magic school bus. Learned all about precipitation from that episode. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you know, like I'm, if I was a neighboring country, let's just put it this way. Sudan is mad at Ethiopia for damming a river that, that flows into their, their, their borders. Can you imagine if they were pulling the water straight out of the sky? <laughs> like, when I used to hear in like 2014, 2050, that the coming water wars are going to be epic. And now I'm sitting here looking at like all of the, the predictions from climatologists, all of the, the, the technology being unveiled to control the weather. And I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit, it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's here. The future is now, people. Yep. Like, we are living in the times that we've predicted. Yep. And, I, and it makes me wonder, like, was this inevitable or given the image of the future that was provided to us, we sought to create it. Um, I mean, a little bit of both, right? People who want to fuck shit up are always going to fuck shit up. It doesn't matter what anybody else's input is. Even people are going to, they have a mission. They seek, to, <laughs> they seek to accomplish that mission. And at the same time, artists are always trying to, try. artists are always trying to get people to look at the same thing in a different way. True. And a lot of filmmakers have been, that's why people say, that's one of the reasons why disaster movies became popular because they started off as a uh, cautionary tale and ended up becoming as trends. And, you know, it's easy to, like the creator of Gundam would know, it's easy for people to lose your message when the delivery yes, method is too the creator creative. of Gundam, man, gosh. <clears throat> he he really set out to create a anime about anti-war mm-hmm. and nobody got it. Yep. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I thought it was very anti-war. I always saw Gundam yeah. as the, the the governments were the bad guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? The stories the, the are people's... cautionary tales about yeah. like the, the, the horrors of war. Yeah, it, and that sucks because... The primary takeaway now is giant cool robots. Well, well, you know what it is, is that, you know, and, and this is back to your original point about it being a cautionary tale, is that um, humans are hypervigilant. We pay more attention to things that hurt and scare us than to things that we like or enjoy and because of that things like disaster movies are very revelatory to the mindset of people at large because if i believe they became popular because they triggered that that hypervigilance in us you know and so the idea that people actually are are influenced by that mean to me says that people are actually scared of the end of the world right now like people whether they say it or articulate it or verbalize it that way People internalize that we are in the end times. Like, this shit is bad, bad, what's going on in this world. Like, the world condition, every... And and, and I heard someone say this, and I thought it was being hyperbolic, and then actual ecologists were like, no, that's just a factual statement, is that 
every living system on this planet is in decline. Every living ecosystem on this planet is in decline. Yeah, I hear that we're losing like a, a grip of animals. Died oh, oh, biodiversity in, is in, the in summer free this fall. Year. Biodiversity is in free fall. Like it's it's scary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, dude, like those disaster movie trends got popular not because I think people actually like the movies, but because we're hyper vigilant and we're predisposed to going to watch those, whether we really, really find them super entertaining or not, because it's a viscerally showing us the end of the world and a possibility of us coming out of it. You know what I mean? When in actuality, it's all fiction. Yeah. Ain't no coming we ain't coming out, out the shit. other side of that shit. Are you Crazy. shitting me? Are you shitting me? Nah. New. No. You know, so yeah, that, 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 that's interesting. Speaking, you know, and, and speaking of every system and natural system in this world being in decline. So you look at all across America, massive flooding. Massive, massive, massive flooding. Belgium, London, Germany, several cities in China. Yeah, I heard about the China ones. All underwater, bro. Yeah. Apparently they had something like a year's worth of rain. Rain in one day. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now and 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 I have no doubt that this is partially because of the manipulation of the weather in the in the Middle East. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Because hello, we know which sense. way the current of air travels around this world. It goes. It, it travels in an easterly direction if you're centered on America. The the prevailing winds, the uh, quote unquote, and this is a very terrible old archaic racist term, but the trade winds, <laughs> they 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 blow east. So if you are in the UAE. Taking water out of the sky, that water is supposed to travel east over your land into China. And they're pulling that shit right out the sky. So now, you know what I mean? It's creating an imbalance. So it's like, um, you ever, you ever uh, have a, there's, a, there's an experiment you can, you can do where you take a bottle, you fill it up with a little bit of water, you put uh, a paper towel on it, and you flip it upside down. Now, when you remove the towel the air pressure will cause some of the liquid to stay in there. Mm -hmm. But if you break the surface tension of that water, it all comes flooding out. So that's what's happening. They're, they're, they're pricking the, the clouds essentially. Imagine the clouds as big balloons of water. They're pricking them with electric, uh, with a, with electric um, stimulation and causing the water to drop out of the sky because the water is being held in the sky due to the air pressure. When you do that, the water, those clouds, they are a part of a unified, you know, uh, uh, atmospheric zone that stretches way outside of the UAE borders. We're right way outside of the the um the um the Dubai borders. So it's cause co- it will cause undue rainfall in surrounding areas. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with what's happening on this side, but we do know that our weather, our, our the Earth, the Earth's climate is a single energetic zone so what you do in one area absolutely has to have effects else. in other areas mm-hmm. and so yeah it's like i you know the the, the science says everything they're doing is fucked up <laughs> like everything they're doing is going to be bad and now with the fact that we're having such crazy undue flooding all over the world you probably don't want to be messing around in the upper atmosphere right now because shit is is, is in flux but you know, who gives a shit, right? You know, you, we, you, you, we've got this hubris that we, could, that we can do whatever we want to this world. And the effects that it has just will always be good. And it's like, no. It's because they canceled Captain Planet, bro. 
You know, and that's sad because honestly, that's the kind of indoctrination our youth really do need right now. Right. I'm telling you, that shit, that shit stuck with me. All them lessons yeah. from about pollution and shit. I love the fact that one of their powers was heart. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> heart. You know, and he was from Peru. Shout out to Peru. Peru. Shout out to Mati, the, the, yeah, the little fucking his little monkey. Right? He was Peruvian. Oh, Mati. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't wasn't the heart dude Peruvian? I do not remember. Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look that up for me because yeah, Captain Planet I think was really a. a Yo, I saw this something dope that was ass, really like fan art of Kwame with some with like all Kwame, five rings on. My nigga. That shit looks so fresh. <laughs> that is awesome. No, but um, I was I brought up uh, Peru because you know, and we'll, we'll we'll wrap up a little bit on this. Is um, they recently just elected a new president. The people actually voted against Kiko Fujimori, who was the neoliberalist capitalist. Uh, uh, shill who was trying to take over the country and actually voted in Pedro Castillo, who is a socialist teacher. And hey, I don't hey, know hey, any country that has ever elected somebody who is part of the education field to lo- to to leave their entire country. Like that's unprecedented. Like th- like I think world leaders in some absurd proportion come from three uh, backgrounds, and that's law. Uh, military and politics. Those are the only three professions that really feed into um, into the uh, into world leaders like at a large degree. And you know, he's from Brazil. Oh, he's Brazilian. Okay, he wasn't Peruvian. So, still shout out to um, Mati. No, Mati was the was the monkey, wasn't he? No, Mati is the dude. Suchi okay. is the monkey. Suchi is the monkey. Okay, so, yeah. Shout out to Mati, Brazilian man with all the heart. But um, yeah, we we've never had a country that was uh that was genuinely run by somebody who comes from a profession where facts and knowledge are a cornerstone of what they do. We've never had that Mm-mm. that I'm familiar with. You know, I mean, Not and so and, and I shouldn't say never because you have um Jose Mujica in Uruguay, you got uh, Ava Morales, but these were indigenous men. Who their whole econ their whole uh, society was was built around agrarian uh, culture. So to call them, you know, farmers or agriculturists would be a little bit dismissive because it's part of their lifestyle. Um, they were they were leaders of their people beforehand. But Pedro Castillo, from what I understand, he's a you know ten toes to the ground you know educator who really has a vision for the country. And I'm fucking with it heavy, man. Like. El Salvador is president. I hear is doing really big things like South America and Central America, despite some of the big issues that they're having with like Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil and um, what's going on in Colombia. There is there is a ton of progress going on in that continent. And I'm super happy to see that, man, because the and, and I hate this term, the global south, but like the the people who have been historically exploited by Europeans are are finally after fucking hundreds of years getting out from under the hegemony of imperialism and boy does it feel good it feels good because like there's not a lot of things locally that make you hopeful for the future but the idea that even if america falls the, there's other places in the world becoming bastions of human uh preservation that makes me hopeful that makes me hopeful because I don't see the America's the end all beat all. Mm-hmm. You know, I I might love where I am and what I do, but that doesn't mean that the the structure I'm gonna I'm gonna validate the 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 
bad behavior of the societal structure that I live under. I'm not. I'm not going to just give it a pass because I like things. You know what I mean? When it's objectively destroying the world. Objectively. Like, not even in an opinion. We are literally blowing the tops off of mountains for natural gas. Like, we're destroying the world, you know? So, I can't I can't get behind that. Let's go fracking. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I just, I definitely, uh, you love to see it, you know? So, shout out to Pedro Castillo. Hopefully, this this ushers in a, a positive era for, for Peru, man. Shout out to Eddie, boy. I talked to Eddie the other day. Eddie Chavez, hey. my number one Peruvian <laughs> homie. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, dude. Just you know, definitely want to keep keep your eyes open for places around the world that that are doing it right. Because I it always I always find it encouraging that uh, this isn't it. Because it don't look good from this angle. If you if this is all you know and you think that this is gonna be the end all beat all, boy. Whew, ain't gonna be good in my opinion. You're not gonna have a you're not you're gonna have a very misanthropic. Uh, negative view of the future, and you're just going to shoot yourself off into space with a dick-shaped uh, spaceship. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Speaking of that, um, John Stewart also has a new show coming out. Oh, really? He made a skit. He made his first skit, which is about all those um, dickheads shooting up into space on their dick-shaped rockets. Yep. To sounds, advertise his new show that's coming out. Sounds right I, up his alley. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's a sketch show or some other type of comedy show. I don't think he released too much information, but he had he got he did he put out a little like um three to five minute skit starring Jason Alexander who's playing nice. who's the bald one Bezos. Bezos Bezos is the bald one. That's who Jason Alexander's playing. So yeah. yo, that's Lex Luthor, bro. Straight <laughs> really up, like, look- it's crazy <laughs> when you see people who are like trying Lex to imitate uh, art like that. Yo, have you heard that? Have you ever heard him laugh? No. Jeff Bezos' laugh is fucking Oh, oh have I heard his laugh? Yeah. Nah, no. <laughs> he laughs like a psychopath. You know what the funny part is? Is that this is the first time I've ever heard him speak because he said, because um they covered when he was like, I want to thank, you know, all of the Amazon employees and customers because you guys paid for this. <laughs> Wait, throwing salt in the wound. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, first of all, the fact that you think your employees paid oh, for this shows like how fucking trash you are. Your employees shouldn't pay for shit for you. You feel me? They shouldn't be. The, the, it's like you ain't got patrons? enough money to pay for your own shit. Yeah, man. you know what I mean. But the, the idea that the customers paid for it, okay, that's not even actually that 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 rude. Um, but the idea that his that he went to space on the back of his workers when his workers pee in bottles and are under massive surveillance makes me just like want to call down the flood. Yeah, like, we a, need he, another flood. Something's got to wash this yeah, shit he, away. He's a straight up supervillain, bro. Bruh. So yeah, you know that was that guy. Well, but more anyway, like a James Bond he's also villain. a fucking idiot, dude. Have you if you listen to him speak? <laughs> if you listen to him speak and you value what he's saying, then you're just as stupid as the people who work who work for him and, and pay into that shit. Because that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the people who work for him, but the people who work directly with him in the malfeasance that he's committing. Um, yeah, dude, he's not a intel. He's not an articulate speaker. Like that's what that's what I don't get. Like I, for me to come across in a respectable way that people listen to, it takes a lot of work, and I have to make sure that I'm cognizant of how I speak and what I say. But then you got these assholes like Zuckerberg and Bezos who go up there looking like a deer in headlights, like, <laughs> and they 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 say the dumbest shit, and I'm just like, how the fuck are people giving you billions of dollars? How? It's, it's because. It's, it, Look, Curry, when you're rich, people give you shit. That's how. 
That's how. You feel me? That's he the worst stole part. what he needed to stole to get rich, and once he was rich, people started giving him shit. And 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 literally, you know, you know, it's funny. You literally described. That's that's how Marx frames capital. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> is primal accumulation to the point where you become too big to fail, and then you're good money. Mm-hmm. That's literally like that's so funny that you naturally came to that conclusion because that's the Marxist analysis of capitalism. Okay, well, yeah, you oh, know what? Is, we'll go man. ahead. We'll leave on that. <laughs> Rico accidentally becoming a leftist. No, check. <laughs> All righty, guys. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on the social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. You can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.